0: Hello and welcome to the Sound Up Seattle podcast, featuring your hosts Tyler Cartwright. Oh,
1: and your host John Perry. <laughs> I thought you were going to introduce me.
0: No, I'm not. You're, we're used to giving our giving each other clues with our with our eyes and hands, but we're recording separately for the first time today. So God, I might, the clues see little, you give
1: <laughs> might see a little. me with uh, your so, hands.
0: Might see a little some awkward pauses in here, which I will hopefully <laughs> be able to edit out. Um. But yeah, welcome. Today we are going to talk about the Kraken's first ever home playoff win. Um a little bit of a Mariners look ahead into the series against the Phillies and maybe a little bit more into just the upcoming road series. I believe it's nine games, but it might just be six. Um and then maybe a little NBA playoffs and uh yeah, kind of whatever else we've decided to talk about at that point. Um, John, any any further input?
1: NFL draft is right around the corner, and it holds buckets of intrigue for everybody except Seattle Seahawks fans.
0: You guys know <laughs> what to expect, so sorry. Go on Twitter; you'll see what what to what to look for. And with that, let's let's head into the intro. actually just saw that band this weekend, John, and we, they were amazing. They were fantastic.
1: Even better live than they are in 15-second clips of their recordings.
0: <laughs> um, Let's get right into it. We are uh, recording currently uh, on Monday the 24th, right after the Kraken game. We just kind of got going and figured we would talk about it. So, what,
1: what happened in that Kraken game, Tyler?
0: Yeah, it was a crazy game, a lot of ups and downs. The Kraken pulled ahead. Started a first period, pulled ahead 2-0, and then gave up two straight goals in the uh, second period. So it was tied 2-2. Wait a second, Uh, wait a second.
1: You're confused. You're talking about a game several days ago.
0: No, no. This has happened multiple times.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's impossible. We cannot have given up two 2-0 second period goal differentials in three games. We cannot have done that.
0: (laughs) I saw a stat on the broadcast that was like the Avalanche have come back from 2-0 like 12 times in the last two years of playoffs. And I was like, Jesus. Um, Damn Avalanche. They've been going at it. Um, But, yeah, so it extended to the third period. It was tied 2-2. And nobody scored. So guess what? We went to overtime where uh, Eberle hit the overtime uh, overtime, uh, tie-breaking goal to uh, give the crack in the win.
1: Yeah, and you know what I really liked is that not only did he score the game-winning goal, but he was really trying to get the game-winning assist and kind of accidentally stumbled into the game-winning goal.
0: Yeah, it was definitely like a uh, a deflection off of um, an avalanche player just kind of led to... Uh led to him winding up with it in an open goal and it ended up being uh, being perfect timing. That was, I sat in my chair and just like screen. I'm sure my, my, uh, my roommate was a little, little flustered by the noises that came out of my room. <laughs> I'm sure he has been many times. Before. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about the game. Um, I want to talk about Grubauer. He had a great game. He's kind of been, and I was, Again, listened to the broadcast and they were talking about how apparently he played for Colorado uh, a couple years ago and they didn't um, offer him a contract after his kind of um, time with the team. And so it was kind of like a Philip Grubauer revenge tour um, against Colorado. So he's kind of maybe he got a little chip on his shoulder.
1: Yeah, and he was awesome tonight. Gave up two goals, but they were getting quality shots on goal in a lot of scenarios. Honestly, there's probably something to be said about our defense, but. Um, Grubauer had multiple one-on-one situations in which he put himself between the puck and the goal. Um, and I was very, very pleased. Our offense, meh, our defense, meh, Grubauer was awesome.
0: To, and to kind of further elaborate on that, um, they, had, they had a game the other day on Saturday night, and they lost, I believe, 6-4. to four. They gave up that two-goal lead um, and it ended up going kind of back and forth, but they lost the Avalanche six to four. And those six goals, I feel like the defense was kind of just a little lackluster, and maybe that's something that's catching up to them with the amount of physical play that the uh, that the Kraken are doling out. But it could be could be something to look ahead at is is if the uh, if the if our defense can be taken advantage of um, in these upcoming games, especially uh, back in Colorado.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point, and I think. Our physicality is playing both to our benefit and detriment. Where we are playing physical, and especially after that Maker McCann collision,
0: we'll get into that. Don't worry.
1: Yeah, we we were playing very aggressive. We were trying to find their bodies um, and plaster them as best we could against the glass. Um, and what that led to was it led to a lot of great uh, transition kills, and it led to some instant offense. And it also led to people being out of position in key moments where we really needed them in position.
0: Yeah. That's that kind of stuff reminds me of like a soccer, like um, like a ricochet off a corner kick where the defense is all up trying to score. And then they just get the, the, I guess the defending team gets like a punch out and can just kind of run away with the puck and uh, can, can lead to some, some goals. Yeah. so that's, yeah, something to something that the Kraken may need to work on in these upcoming games. But really, really excited about going back to Colorado with a 2-2 series. Hey, we said it uh, when it was 1-1. It's now 2-2. It's a three-game series now. It's just got to win two games. Anything can happen.
1: And as we discussed, as amazing as tonight was, as amazing as getting not only the Kraken's first home game victory in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but also our first home game overtime victory. Still two for one. Um, We have not been amazing at home. Where the Kraken have excelled is on the road throughout the regular season and so far in the playoff. I guess, really, 1-1 on the road and 1-1 at home. But um, I don't think that we are necessarily at a disadvantage looking at two of the next three games um, in Colorado. I think potentially that's actually to our advantage um not to mention the fact that we have a little bit of momentum coming off a big win tonight i guess i would go sorry for it. i was just gonna say i guess you know a little bit of momentum obviously we're gonna have mccann out and whether or not maker is suspended for a game is going to be a big uh, kind of a big moment in terms of team momentum
0: yeah i would agree i think uh the maker hit on McCann really like fired up the team, I think, and it's you know in a in a seven game hockey series you're gonna get some uh, get some people riled up. There's gonna be some uh, some some gloves taken off and some shots fired, um, but that was a little uncalled for. And I think if McCann's out for a little while, we would we would hope that not hope you know I don't want bad things to happen. But it based on that hit, it looks like Maker could get a one game suspension, and we just proved that we can play without McCann for at least you know two periods hopefully we can continue that um and if makers as con as a as crucial of a has as, a, as cru- crucial of a role with the avalanche as uh it seems like he does that might be that could be big for this fifth game
1: yeah completely agreed and yeah it's going to be really interesting to see whether or not he gets this because we saw a very physical game between those two teams um I think most Kraken fans would say that the officiating was not necessarily unbiased. It seems like it I, they were letting both teams play in terms of physicality, but when it came to calling penalties, it seemed like all the penalties were against us, other than the single most obvious tripping penalty in the history of the NHL. Yep, um, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah there was a I know there was a play where uh, I think it was it might have been Grubauer that was putting a headlock on <laughs> uh, the offensive side of the ice after uh, after the avalanche goalie I'm struggling to remember his name now secured the puck but and I was sitting at the screen waiting for the penalty to be called and it just wasn't called it's like okay I guess we can just do anything and then on the next possession Seattle was fined for a penalty so um Regardless, it'll be interesting to see what the league does on that. I think that could be a very big decision. Um, With McCann out, Seattle needs every advantage they can get. If we can get Maker out, then I think we can call it a push and try to build on this positive momentum. If the league decides not to suspend him, I do think that's an advantage to the avalanche. We were simply down
0: one of our top six players. Our our number one scorer, yeah, would be would be out of the game. So that would be granted he hasn't scored I don't think he scored in the playoffs, but he was our number one goal scorer in the field. regular season. Yeah. Hypothetically
1: a top three
0: player, but
1: <laughs> regardless, not a guy we want to be out of the out of the playoff. <laughs>
0: exactly. Um any any further thoughts before we kind of move on from the Kraken? Obviously we're stoked, we're excited, we kind of hit all the topics that that we wanted to discuss. Do you have any any Final thoughts before we get get game three or game five coming. Uh, I believe that's on Wednesday, right?
1: Correct. It is on Wednesday. Um, I guess my only thoughts are that uh, right before the start of the second period, they zoomed in on Grubauer as he's getting ready for his, uh, I guess, pre-period routine. And part of that includes just slurping down a huge gulp of water and then just spitting it out into his own mask. Um, and it really looked like he had just vomited all over himself <laughs> I swear to god people go back and watch the game again right at the start of the second period they zoom in on him and you just see a spurt of water coming out of his mask um,
0: and we've said it once we've said it a million times hockey goalies are kind of kind of crazy <laughs> they're people
1: they're kind of crazy but I kind of love it please keep doing it Grubauer it obviously worked for you tonight I want I want you spitting up water every single time.
0: <laughs> every 5 minutes if you
1: can. Every 5 minutes. Something about moistening the ice around the goal really seems to be
0: slowing the color up. <laughs> <focus. laughs> All right. Um with that, I think we can move to one of the one of our next segments. Do you want to talk about the Mariners? Do you want to talk about uh, the NBA playoffs? What's been going on with that? Um what are you feeling?
1: Well, let's start with the Mariners because I've been hearing that there's this player. You probably haven't heard of this yet. Um, I'm kind of on the leading edge of Mariners news, but <laughs> I think his name is J rod Kellenick. Um, he's, <laughs> he's pretty good at baseball.
0: That, that he is. He, uh, he just had two opposite field home runs against, uh, St. Louis. Um, uh, I believe in the final two games of the series. Um, and God, he looks—he looks so good. He's just like his his mentality coming up to the plate, and uh, just his his approach in the way that he's looking for pitches has, has improved so much from last year. Um, and it's obvious that like last year, he was just trying to like yank the ball as hard as he could out of the yard, and uh, we can see now he's just trying to like make solid contact, and he's strong enough to just hit the ball out wherever it's pitched. So we're seeing a lot of great things from Jared Kelnick. I think he's hitting like three three twenty or something, but he's got like a three sixty seven on base and a six seventy seven slugging or something like that. He's got a he's got a uh, OPS above one, which is crazy. He's got like a one ninety one WRC plus. The dude is lighting it up right now.
1: Wow, you are just stringing letters and figures together <laughs> at this point. A WRC plus. Nice try. Weighted runs created plus. <laughs> you are got to wake up a little earlier to catch me napping. That is great. <laughs> <big. laughs> um, that's fantastic, yeah. Uh, would it be fair to say, does he have seven home runs on the air? Eight?
0: Uh, he has six. He has six. Okay. Okay. Um, but that's plenty, considering they're 20 games in the season, basically.
1: I mean, it's not seven or eight, but... <laughs>
0: No, that's awesome. That's
1: fantastic. And he is 21?
0: Uh, I think he's 23. Julio's 21.
1: God, you're killing me, man. Just let me over-exaggerate this dude's aspects. (laughs) Um, Well, anyway, fantastic. Jared Kelnick, big story of the day. Mariners are a game below, is that right?
0: Uh, Below 500, yes. Okay. I believe, maybe two.
1: I think last time we talked, they'd just gotten back to 500, so they've been kind of Fighting the same fight, hopefully the pitching can turn it around a bit. Hopefully the offense can develop around Kelnick. I know Julio's been okay, but I think it's fair to say that he's not been what we had expected through you know 20 games. That's not to say he won't turn it around, but there's room for growth on this team. Hopefully Kelnick does not regress.
0: I would agree. I would also say that like Julio's been below average for what we're expecting Julio to be. But he's and uh, he's still like an above 100 WRC plus hitter, which it sounds like you don't know what WRC plus is. So I'm going to explain it to our listeners as well. No, no um, I know,
1: but why don't you say it for our listeners just so that I can be sure that you know what you're talking
0: about. <laughs> uh, WRC plus is weighted runs created plus uh, it is, it compares all hitters in the league to each other. And so 100 is league average. So, one ninety one, like I said for Jared Kelnick, is ninety one percent better than an average hitter in the MLB. Um, for reference, Colton Wong has like a three. Um, it's not good. <laughs> uh, Julio sits right around like I think like one hundred five, one hundred ten, um, and he's not been playing well. So we're we're expecting a lot from Julio, and it's it's gonna come eventually. Like the law of averages will just even out for him.
1: Can you explain to me the difference between WRC plus and war? Because I always thought war was the best indicator of a player's value over the average MLB player.
0: Yeah. WRC plus is like solely a hitting based statistic and it's not, it's not perfect. It takes a, uh, walks into account a little, little more than, um, then like war and stuff. War is wins above replacement. And so if you are a replacement, know. you do know that one. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you are a replacement level player, I believe you are obviously at zero. Um, and then you have kind of like a, a war of two is your, your Dylan Moores. You're kind of like players that don't play a lot. And, uh, and they're kind of like your average player or not average, but you're like your, your average bench player. If they're good, um, four is a, is a good season. That's like a, a little bit above average player. I think 6 is like where Julio was at last year and that's like an all-star caliber season. Aaron Judge was a 10 war player last year which was insane. Um and I think the record was like one of those Mike Trout seasons he had like a 12 point something war. Yeah, it's crazy. Mike Trout almost has the same amount of war as like I think it's Edgar Martinez and he's only been playing for like 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> like like total war. Like Mike Trout is on pace to have a war that's like might, might be the best all time. I don't remember the stat right off the top of my head,
1: but Mike Trout it's... and Alexander the Great, the two masters <laughs> of war.
0: Um, Some other not so good notes about the Mariners. Um, Obviously, fle- if they're
1: <laughs> below 500 and Kelnick shredding, there have to be some negatives.
0: Yes. Uh, Flexen has looked horrendous the last couple starts. Uh, I think we talked about it last week that he didn't look good and he didn't look good again in his next start. The Mariners got him three runs and he immediately gave those up. Um, and so I think there's definitely a possibility that I think and I think I saw that the Mariners made a roster move to uh, to maybe move Bryce Miller up. So I don't know if if the, the prospects are coming in for for Flexin, but uh, he might not be making this road trip. That's definitely some, uh, a possibility. Um, additionally, I think we, uh, optioned Diego Castillo down to triple A and I think we were, we DFA'd Tommy Listella. Sorry, John, but,
1: uh, how I, dare I, you? How, <laughs> do, where do you have the nerve? That guy is a world series, world series championship on his ring.
0: He, he may, but, uh, not, not good enough for those Mariners right now. AJ Pollock has taken that role by the horns.
1: AJ has been playing very well. There, no, There's no disagreement there. We were talking last last podcast about how the DH position kind of needs to work itself out, provide them all opportunity, and see who's playing the best. And there is no doubt that it's been Pollock. Sorry, Listella, you'll always have 2016.
0: Yep, yep. Looking at the moves, um, gosh, there's been there's been actually quite a few recently. Um, they optioned. Uh, Cooper Hummel to Tacoma to AAA um, and Dylan Moore is currently on a rehab assignment There's there's been a few things I think what I read was may, may have been a little wrong but I hope it was right who knows those are the moves that I think they should make so
1: you sound like me doing my homework in college
0: <laughs> reviewing the answers afterwards and saying I was close I was close
1: what, <laughs> what kind of partial credit are we allotting here <laughs>
0: Um. Yeah. So one more final note is kind of the the look ahead into the the Philly series that's that's coming up. It starts tomorrow on Tuesday. Hopefully this will be released Tuesday afternoon. I'm thinking so that we can get maybe maybe another one for the next couple cracking games at some point. Um, get a little get a little bit more podcast out to out to the people. You know,
1: for sure. Uh, well, we've been taking these big swings and just
0: we have too much to
1: cover. You know.
0: Yeah, it's it's really hard to cover it all in forty five minutes. We you know like we said we're missing all of the NFL draft content that's out there. Um, not that there's been a lot. It sounds like there's basically four picks that the Seahawks are deciding between.
1: I was gonna and, say it's there's a ton of content if you were, you know, say an Indianapolis Colts fan, but <laughs> the Hawks it's pretty chalk unless you actually believe the rumors that they'd be interested in taking Anthony Richardson at five which doesn't make any sense for a team that just extended Geno for three years.
0: Yeah, no. I, it's like Anthony Richardson, Jalen Carter. Is it Will Richardson? Who's the, the other guy from LSU that you were talking about?
1: Uh, yes, Will Anderson, I think his name is. Oh,
0: uh, is it Anderson?
1: Um, but I'm not certain of that. Regardless, yeah, I think the big names that are being thrown around are Carter and Richardson. Um, yep but Richardson makes a lot less sense. I don't think Carter is going to be taken in the top four. It kind of seems like a perfect match just to put Jalen Carter onto this team. at five. And then the Hawks pick again at, what is it? 17.
0: Something like that. I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head. We don't have these unlocked sadly. Yeah. We're talking about we're, the whole point of this is that we're not talking about <laughs> why are we
1: talking about the right now?
0: We just, sorry. We just got into it. It happens. Um, back to the Mariners and the look ahead to the Phillies series. Um, so the first game starting Tuesday, that is going to be Logan Gilbert, um, taking the bump. And then the second game, hopefully that was not caught by my microphone, but I definitely just hit my computer on accident. Um, yeah, Logan Gilbert taking the bump, uh, against Phillies left-handed pitcher, Bailey Falter. Um, and it looks like the mariners it's it looks like it's going to be a close game according to the uh the analytics. Um, mariners have a 51.4% chance to win that game. Um and they have less a uh, uh, less than 50% t- chance to win the next two. So we're going to have to steal this first one. Um we've got Marco going on the bump in the second game and uh George Kirby on the bump in the third. So I think the Gilbert and Kirby games could be close. Um but Marco, I'm not not super keen on at the moment he's been he's been a little bit below below where we wanted to be and he's going up against taiwan walker who i think is just a better pitcher than marco right now
1: yeah i i love marco but yeah in terms of results i don't think there's an argument
0: um yeah any notes we've got so we've got the philly series we've got the uh the blue jays coming up after that and then May comes around, and we uh, we play, I believe, the A's, and then the Mariners come back home to play the Astros that, that next weekend. Um, so a nice mm-hmm. little, nice long road trip, actually.
1: I guess my only note is, you know, I feel like the Mariners' concerns have been, as we have discussed, I'm not sure it's really worth getting back into, but maybe just as a fun little exercise, why don't you power rank for me the top five Mariners pitchers?
0: Okay, just like Does that does that just like starting pitchers I'm assuming?
1: Correct, and only in terms of what they're producing for you this year. So you're okay. not necessarily projecting. You know, you can project into this season, but you can't project for the next, you know, 3-4 years.
0: I would even say maybe maybe I just take what they've done up to right now and uh and I'll rank them based on that. How does that sound?
1: For sure, yeah. When I say projecting the season, I don't. You, I don't want you saying, "Oh, he was really good last year. He'll be great for us this year."
0: I'll be like, I "Oh yeah, to... George Kirby's still going to win the Cy Young. That's going to happen." <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. So, I would say Castillo's obviously been our our number one no best. Brain. He's he's uh, he's currently tied for third in in total WAR produced by any any players. In, in baseball with a 1.3 total wins above replacement in four starts. He's been insane. Um, I would follow that up with a close 2-3 and three between uh, Kirby and Gilbert, um, but I, I would give the slight edge to Kirby just because I think Kirby is less plo- prone to like a blow-up. Gilbert can have those games where he, he's just a little off. Um, and then I would follow that with Marco and then Flexen. But... Robbie Ray's going to come back uh, hopefully sometime in the next couple weeks. God, I hope so. We just need somebody to bridge this gap a little a little longer and make it so it's not an automatic loss, but uh, that's that's kind of where we're at right now.
1: Uh, who do you think has been... I, I understand that you're just powering them. Do you think Kirby or Gilbert has been more disappointing so far on the year?
0: That's a good question. I would say... It's-
1: Purely based on vibes. Please don't yeah. bring any statistics. If you mention WRC plus, I swear. No,
0: I'm, I'm not going to. I'm going to say purely based on vibes. People were really high on George Kirby after that last game, um, at the at the in the postseason last year, where he pitched seven scoreless against Houston, which we loved. Um, but the vibes of Gilbert have been really good. I think he's just he's been more just like cocky I think is a good word for it like he's just like way more confident in his pitches he's been throwing that curveball and the splitter um his fastball's obviously been great I think it's just his pitch mix has been has been more comfortable for him and I think with that comes just more confidence um and Kirby looks good but isn't nearly as dominant as he was towards the end of last year sure um with that, I'm just going to give give everybody a quick update on the the AL West standings, kind of where we're at. Um, the Texas Rangers are in in the lead, sitting at 14 and eight, um, followed by the Astros, who were eight and eleven with the Mariners. But it looks like they swept their most recent series, they so another 12 and 11, and then the Angels are 11 and 12. The Mariners are 10 and 12, and Oakland is an, a meager five and 18. So. Uh, We've got a we've got a four-team race here. It's, it's still tight. Hopefully, uh, Texas slows down a little bit because, God, we really would hate to fall too much further behind them. That's a lot of ground to make up. But, yeah, the Mariners are currently at a plus-one run differential, um, and they're kind of exactly where they should be with that number.
1: Yeah, team's about right. For um, <laughs> this team.
0: Um, yeah, with that, to grow. with that let's uh let's take it into a break this
1: episode is brought to you by discord are you tired of looking your friends in the eye while you talk to them well do we have the answer for you now you can interact with your friends from anywhere in the world while also not really
0: interacting with them (laughs) discord here for the introverts john saw enough of me today while we were playing spike ball Saw enough Put, of whooping your ass is what I saw. Putting the work on this man, lost respect for you is what I did.
1: <laughs> three and one. What'd you finish? Two and two, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, that's funny. That's a little, little worse, I guess.
0: But I, we were gonna Ian and I were gonna win that last game. Oh, were you going to right
1: up until you didn't?
0: No, no. The next game that we were gonna play, we were oh. gonna play one more. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. I was gonna finish three and two, just like you. Sure, sure.
1: You only, <laughs> you only, you only scored when you. Just use John's refusal to mobilize again.
0: <laughs> just gonna, just gonna take this ad break to shit talk each other. Um, <laughs> all right, we are back. We didn't really leave, but you know, you know how it is. I like to, but I like we, to announce our return just, just so everybody knows.
1: Much like Gandalf and Lord of the Rings, we never really left, but we are back. <laughs>
0: Um, um, what is there to talk about next other than the NBA playoffs? That's, that's what I was going to say. We could, we could further talk about the draft, but I don't really want to. We've, we've already had our two minute discussion and that's all you need. Yeah.
1: I feel like we're both unprepared and overprepared for a discussion on the Seahawks <laughs> draft. What I'm not prepared for is to talk about Jimmy Butler scoring 56 points to bring the Miami Heat all the way back against the Milwaukee Bucks and take a 3-1 lead in
0: the series. Jimmy Butler went off today. Did you see the the dunk that he had on Giannis, where Giannis just, like, literally hit the ball and Jimmy Butler just, like, kept going and dunked it? It was, he was like, it no, just looked no, like I'm a actually gonna force of will.
1: <laughs> Good defensive play, but I'm going to pass.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, Jimmy Butler was crazy. Miami takes a 3-1 lead against the Bucks, which is a, a huge, huge turnaround, especially considering Giannis came back today. Um, And and had a
1: good game. He had like 26, 13, and 12.
0: Yeah. No, that was just a honestly like a legendary performance from Jimmy Butler. Um, The the highest
1: all-time points in a playoff game for the Heat on a team that has hosted Dwayne Wade, Shaquille O'Neal, and LeBron James. Damn. And Shabazz Napier.
0: I saw saw a a little poll today on – I was scrolling on YouTube – and it was like, which player would you would you like to have in the... I think it was in the playoffs, but it might have just been which player would you like to have, period. Um, and it was Devin Booker, Jimmy Butler, Dame Lillard, or Shea Gilders-Alexander. Which would you pick?
1: Okay, well, that's it's pretty disrespectful. It's obviously a two-man race. Which is also interesting that there are two point guards in that discussion. Dame and SGA don't even play the same position. And SGA blew his way out of the out of the play-in dame didn't even make the play-in it's either booker a butler but what i was going to say it's so interesting that you brought that up it's almost like we prepared this in advance even though we really didn't but <laughs> i i was just listening to a discussion on like who is the best shooting guard in the nba and my mindset was it is clearly devin booker no J- james harden is washed who else is there chris middleton is hurt Desmond Bain is not consistent enough. Who is the best shooting guard in the NBA? And in my mind, it was clearly Devin Booker. After watching Jimmy do what he does today, there is at least the argument that Jimmy Butler is the best shooting guard in the league.
0: I think I think that's your son's bias coming through, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. But like, are Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum not a two and three? They might not be considered shooting guards. In my in my air quotes. Co- but
1: correct. You've correctly identified Jalen Brown at the position of which he plays. He is absolutely a shooting guard. Jason Tatum and, is absolutely a small forward.
0: I I mean I, I would consider Tatum more because he's more ball dominant. Maybe I would consider him like he could be considered a guard. Um, I'm not saying that I would. Nikola but...
1: Jokic is also very ball
0: dominant. <laughs> Are we considering him a guard? Listen, you're you're you're.
1: He's six <laughs> nine.
0: That's not the point. That's not He's the point. He's the
1: same height as LeBron James. Is the point, a
0: shooting guard. <laughs> the point was, Jalen Brown, I think, is at least on par with Devin Booker, if I'm being honest.
1: Okay, well, that's interesting because he doesn't score as much, assist as much, or handle the primary scoring responsibility for a team. But, um, was there an argument you wanted to make, <laughs> or am I just cooking you right now?
0: Listen, you can you can make all the arguments you want. I think your son's bias is really like we had to talk about DeAndre Ayton, and you were like Ayton is at least the third best center in the league, and that's just false too. Um,
1: who, who is? You're probably right, but remind me again who it is, by... Oh, we've got Sabonis.
0: With Sabonis, Jokic, Embiid. We've got like yeah. I would consider Brook Lopez. What? Like, did you did you know Brook Lopez's season this year? Like, have you? Seen he the has, stats? I don't have them, but I know they're better than DeAndre Ayton. Absolutely. Absolutely, that's fair. Brooke
1: Lopez has been better. I would rather have DeAndre Ayton, but I, I understand. I regardless, just... regardless, okay, Jalen Brown is a very good player. Devin Booker is averaging like 32 a game in the playoffs like and being an absolute dog on offense and defense. Jimmy Butler, who literally just scored 56 points to bring a team back from like 15 down, has fought his way into the conversation with Devin Booker. But to put Jalen Brown in that discussion, as if Jalen Brown has done anything to match what Booker has done, I think is disrespectful. Booker is literally scoring more, assisting more, playing just as good a defense, while also handling... The primary offensive workload for his team, which is clearly Jason Tatum on the Celtics.
0: These are all these are all fair points. How's that for Suns bias? Are Come you, on, are you looking at just playoffs right now? I was thinking of like throughout the course of a season. I might I might take Brown or Jimmy. I I don't know if I would take Jimmy Butler just purely because he don't he doesn't try the entire season. I feel like Devin Booker puts in the effort, but. Agreed.
1: And Jalen Brown played more games this year, but if you look at their season stats, in fact, we can look at their season stats right now. I'm absolutely certain that Devin Booker averages more points, assists, probably rebounds, shoots a higher percentage from three. Jalen Brown's probably the better regular season defender, but it also helps that he does not have to be the primary offensive playmaker on his team.
0: listen you're making you're making a strong argument and i don't think like,
1: <laughs> i've got you pinned into a corner is what i
0: have it's not that i don't think devin booker is a great player i just think like shooting guard is a very very deep role and i'm looking at just kind of the players right now like paul george maybe i would consider a shooting like he, he and uh paul
1: george Ka- is not a shooting guard
0: he and Kawhi can be on the floor together would you call them a small forward and a power forward
1: Okay, Jalen Brown on the season. It's averaged, the same thing. Jalen Brown on the season averaged twenty-seven four and seven. That's a good line, twenty-seven four and seven, while playing really solid defense. Devin Booker on the season has averaged twenty-eight six and five. So better scoring, better passing. Not quite the rebounder that Jalen Brown is. Paul George on the season, it's not very good. Paul George is averaging twenty four five and six, while also playing second fiddle to Kawhi Leonard.
0: I feel like Paul George is a better defender, though. Agreed. I'm not Here's gonna... an interesting one. Here's an interesting one. Little little shot for for the hometown boy. How do we feel about Zach Levine this year?
1: Oh my God, you did not! You did not bring <laughs> Zach Levine into this conversation. Is, talk about disrespect. <laughs> the guy. The guys. Averaging maybe close to the same amount of points, but also playing exactly zero defense and passing the ball exactly three times a game.
0: (laughs) He's averaging 25, four and a half, and 4.2. Oh, that's even worse than I thought. And playing no
1: defense. Something I'll say PG and Jalen Brown are probably both better defenders than uh, Devin Booker. I, I do think that's fair to say for both of them. Zach Levine is a better defender than an ottoman for a sofa. And just barely. <laughs> just, just, just barely. At least you can stub your toe on an ottoman.
0: Okay. Listen, this this got into a heated debate about shooting guards. And listen, I I appreciate your takes on Devin Booker. I like Devin Booker as a player. I don't have any problem with calling him one of the best shooting guards in the league. Calling him the best is a is a is a pretty bold statement. That's all I was saying.
1: Agreed, agreed. Bring me a better candidate now considering. But I've, please don't I've bring that. me a small forward
0: and shake <laughs> pilagrist Alexander. Shea was Shay was better than, than Devin Booker this year. Giannis Antetokounmpo
1: is also better. Um like if we can get him
0: classified a shooting guard, you're definitely right. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about the current NBA playoffs uh, situation.
1: <laughs> we have not even discussed the playoffs.
0: Yeah, no, we haven't. I, we talked for approximately 10 minutes about Devin Booker and shooting guards. That was, good, um, though. That
1: was a comprehensive shooting guard discussion.
0: Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I, I like what we did there. I just don't agree with you. You know, that's yeah, all I can I will, say.
1: Really, you just want to be done because we know I was cooking you.
0: Yeah. And that's okay.
1: That's we'll okay. put it on
0: TikTok or something and have people vote. And I'll be right. It's fine.
1: It's too hot. Let's get out of the
0: kitchen. <laughs> um, what series do you
1: think has been the most interesting so far?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. I think interesting. It's but be- it's between the Lakers, Grizzlies, or the Kings, Warriors. Um, and I think, I think
1: in- those are both good.
0: Yeah, I think the Lakers-Grizzlies has just been interesting because of the things that have happened. Like, Dylan Brooks has basically just gotten, like, kicked off the Grizzlies. Like, Jaw had 44 in a game where they lost by 10. Like, it doesn't really make sense, but it's it's definitely been an interesting series, and the Lakers are looking like they're going to pull it out, crazily enough.
1: If somebody was to, like, assassinate the president of the United States, (laughs) they might legitimately still be less hated than Dylan Brooks. That's an insane thing to say. It might be true. <laughs> people hate Dylan Brooks. They hated him before and now they really hate him.
0: I don't what did he do this series that maybe I think it was the fact that he like shit talked LeBron, right? And he and he shit talked LeBron and then kind of turned on the like LeBron switch that's like, Oh, I need to beat this man so bad. And uh his and team then- is now just pissed at him? Like is that is that what happened?
1: Well so what happened was he's been shit talking people all year and then correct the, when they won game 2 he was shit talking lebron and then said some outlandish things about lebron in the post game interview and then in game 3 they were getting their butts kicked and he he gave lebron a little shot below the belt
0: <laughs> Jesus I At wasn't least- sure that was him I know he got e- I thought he got ejected I didn't realize mm-hmm. that was it. that was that play
1: yeah, it was that play. It, he at least Patrick Beverly had the decency to just push somebody in the back when they weren't looking, you know? Was it was it disgusting? Sure, but at least he was, you know, not hitting them in the family jewels.
0: No, and I, I, I was watching a TikTok and they were talking about how bad Dylan Brooks has been, and they were he was he's basically been like one of the worst players in the entire playoffs. Like he's he's I think he has been the worst player in the playoffs. Just in terms of like the amount of time he's been on the floor and the amount that he's actually done and his shooting percentages and everything. Like he's been bad. Very bad.
1: What more could you expect from a U of O basketball player though, you know? Really You're right. the Grizzlies' fault for drafting him. I think yeah. all UW, or UW no, U University of Oregon basketball players should go to whatever the NBA equivalent of the garbage disposal is, you know? <laughs>
0: The New Orleans Pelicans?
1: <laughs> hey, that is that is so rude. Zion
0: might play in 2027. <laughs> then you'll see. Um yeah, so I think the we could finish up this this Lakers Grizzlies talk real quick. Are the Lakers up 3-1? Is that what the is that what it is? Yes,
1: after a pretty wild game tonight where the Grizzlies were up 6 late uh LeBron brought it all the way back and tied it went, went to OT overtime, overtime was tight and the Lakers pulled it out it was an intense game I was really glancing back and forth between the Kraken and the Laker game um hell of a win by the Lakers really big for them to potentially close it out in five and get a game or two of rest uh while Sacramento and Golden State continue to bludgeon each other. You know, what we also saw tonight is that uh, Memphis is not necessarily ready to roll over and die. Jaw did not play very well tonight. Desmond Bain was balling out. Um, So obviously a huge win for the Lakers. They want to end this as soon as possible. But um, they better bring it. They better not take it for granted that this series is over because I do not think that Memphis got the message.
0: I, yeah, I would agree. One other team that I just wanted to, like, quickly touch on was the Timberwolves. Um, Why? God, I just love Anthony Edwards. Oh, okay. That's
1: literally the only valid
0: reason. <laughs> like, he's just, I just love watching him play. I love his, like, weird, like, leadership. Um, and they beat the Nuggets the other, uh, Sunday. And so it was just, like, good to see them get a win. Um, and I just, yeah, watching Anthony Edwards um, ball out has been something that I've been looking forward to.
1: Um, I'm, I'm not sure if this is still true. It was only true through three games, but at one point I saw a statistic, speaking of Devin Booker, that <laughs> Booker had scored something along the lines of 28, 34, and then 45 through three games, and was still second in playoff scoring behind Anthony Edwards.
0: All I'm going to say is Anthony Edwards is a shooting guard. He
1: absolutely is. Okay, we're not actually having that discussion. Right now. <laughs> but the point is, the dude is monstrous. If you're telling me who do I want in three years, that is a really interesting discussion. But yeah. regardless, you're right. He is balling out. He was huge at the end of that Nuggets game. Um, the, the literally only glimmer of light in the cold, dark woods that make up <laughs> the state of minnesota um when the people that live there gather in a clearing or whatever they do um i'm assuming they talk about anthony edwards
0: (laughs) he is their god
1: (laughs) we are really disrespecting the people of minnesota right now any minnesota listeners go listen to something else we don't need you guys
0: (laughs) um let's so let's really quick just kind of recap where everything else is, and then we'll talk about Kings Warriors, and then we can hop off. It's been 45 minutes already. Uh, I can't believe we made it.
1: At one point, we were looking at 20 minutes, and I was like, oh, we're going to have to do a 25-minute episode.
0: Don't ever doubt us, man. We can always find things to talk about, even if we are we are very unprepared. We just like hopped on here as soon as the Kraken game ended. Um, but, but yeah, let,
1: let me run us through it. So Yeah,
0: go for it. In the West,
1: Denver is up 3-1 against the Timberwolves. Um, Going back to Denver, they will probably close the series out. Love Anthony Edwards. Goodbye, Anthony Edwards. Um, Next up, we have Clippers against the Suns. Suns are up 3-1. Going back to Phoenix, it does not look like Kawhi Leonard is going to play, though that's not guaranteed. Um, Looking like that series is just about wrapped. Westbrook has been really good. It's always worth noting that the more talent is on the floor, the worse Russell Westbrook gets, which is part of why he looks so good on bad teams. Um, next, the Lakers in Memphis are also at 3 1. A lot of 3 1 series in this uh, division or conference. Um, they are headed back to Memphis uh, for a very big game five. They want to win that one desperately. Uh, to get some rest for A.D. and LeBron. And last in the West is Sacramento Golden State, which we want to touch on. In the East, um, the Bucks are down 3-1 to the Miami Heat. Goodness gracious, Jimmy Butler, take a bow. I know we talked a lot about Devin Booker, but that guy is so flipping good. And I have a ton of respect for him, even if I would not want to be one of his teammates. Um... Celtics are up three-one on the Hawks. That series is over. Trey Young needs to get electroshock. I don't know what he needs to like. Figure out that he needs to put in some semblance
0: of effort on defense if he wants to win. He needs to be on a bad team. He just needs to. He doesn't. There's no way he wins. He's Trey he, Young. He doesn't play defense and he doesn't move around.
1: Can I'm we sorry. get him and Luca on the same team and then? <laughs> They can just play two on five on offense, but just like stay on offense, and then the rest of the team will play three on five on defense.
0: They'll just look like Lamelo did back in high school, where he would just like go like cherry pick the entire game. Exactly,
1: and and they'll win thirty nine games every year. Ellen, oh, it'll be so fun. <laughs> um, next up, the Cavs are losing one to three. I don't know why I said the Cavs first. The Knicks are winning three one against the Cavs.
0: That's been a really good series.
1: It's been a really good series. It's been, probably been the tightest 3-1 series that we have. Um, a lot of talent on both sides of the ball, a lot of physicality, a lot of bad offense and a good defense.
0: Another great shooting guard in that series with Donovan Mitchell?
1: Absolutely. Donovan Mitchell, 100% legit to bring into this discussion, unlike LeBron James or Jason Tatum but or Paul George, Jesus. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah Cle- uh, Cleveland has a chance to turn it around they're going home they really need this game five win yep um and last but not least philly wrapped it up they got the sweep over brooklyn they will wait to play the celtics as soon as trey young decides that he'd rather be drinking uh bojito
0: (laughs) um is that all of them did we did we 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 just have to talk about the the kings and warriors that's it. We got all of them. Wow! Look at us. And by trying, we, I mean me. trying to stay on pace, um, <laughs> let's let's That's, get this do, let's get this done quick. <laughs> that was
1: that was off the dome, baby. I watched way too much NBA.
0: Really? I I would have been pulling that up on ESPN just to make sure I didn't mess anything up. Isn't that um, crazy? I literally
1: didn't look that up. I'm just sure. I really
0: you. thought you were reading. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. No, um, proud of you. Proud of you, my friend. He's uh, the looks, but I'm the talent. <laughs> uh king's warriors a great series so far basically every home game has been a win for the home team um real quick tyler can i stop you yeah i
1: just listed off all eight nba first round playoff series do you notice anything interesting about king's warriors
0: no i didn't really pay attention to be honest it's, i was just letting you go
1: it's the only 2-2 series
0: really Every other
1: series is either three, one or over.
0: God, the NBA is just like, so weirdly balanced. Sometimes I feel like it's so matchup based. It's almost like, uh, the March madness. Like it feels like it's just so matchup dependent.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Anyway, just interesting. They're literally the only teams tied up right now.
0: Um, God. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Let's talk about that crazy Steph play or like Steph decision at the end of the last game that almost cost the Warriors this the, the game. Can we talk about that?
1: That was insane. The only time I've ever even heard of that other than Chris Webber. He <laughs> called a timeout up five with like 30 seconds left. They were up five with 30 seconds left. He called a timeout because he couldn't get it over half court. The Warriors did not have a timeout. So the Kings got a technical free throw, which they hit, got the ball... And then hit a three. And they were yeah, a- they
0: were down one with like 25 seconds left.
1: Correct. Warriors missed a shot. And Harrison Barnes had a wide open three to win the game. In what would have been an all-time bungle. By Honestly. My, my favorite players ever. I love that. Them.
0: That could have been, like, if that ended up being the reason that they lost that game and they ended up losing this series, that would have been a huge mark on Steph's resume, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I feel like the fact that he won finals MVP last year gives him a little bit of slack, but you're 100% right. Like, that is a J.R. Smith-level brain fart (laughs) at the end of the game. They just called timeout, dude. You have to know how many timeouts you have. Um, Yeah, that was crazy. But luckily for Steph, and, you know, to be fair to Steph, he knew that Harrison Barnes was on the other side. And nobody knows better than Steph Curry how horrible – Harrison Barnes is at shooting threes in the playoffs. So I think he knew that he had a freebie at that point.
0: Well, he was well, and he was defending De'Aaron and Draymond just like helped off Harrison Barnes. And it was just like, oh, either De'Aaron Fox gets up a shot driving by Steph Curry, which is easy for him, uh, or they let Harrison Barnes take an open three. And you, you live with that every day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Draymond crunched those numbers and he's like, okay, it's a 2% chance that Harrison gets this three. Yeah. We'll take the 98% chance for the win. Um, Um, But that series has been awesome. You know who's been awesome? Taron Fox.
0: God, he's been so good. (laughs) He's just dynamic. You know what's so
1: interesting? He's obviously getting to the rim. He is shredding these close to the basket, you know, 10-foot, 14-foot mid-range jump shots, um, which I didn't necessarily know were in his bag as a guy that didn't watch a ton of Kings or any season games, but he's also hitting his threes at a reasonable rate. This guy is clicking on every single level on offense.
0: And he's he's like number like he's the best clutch player in all of basketball right now, I believe. Yep, that's correct. Like the, the dude has been special and I think the Sabonis combination with him really, really unlocked something. Um along with just having just like a, a, a much better supporting cast around him. Uh, than, than the previous couple seasons, um, with Herder and Monk, and uh, not Barnes, um, <laughs> Davion
1: Mitchell. <laughs> that's true. That's true.
0: Mitchell's been good. Um, yeah, he's Pretty he's wild. made this a series. Dear If they didn't have De'Aaron Fox, this would be a wrap. The Warriors would have ran, ran away with this. But he has made this a series in and of himself. And now he fractured his finger, and the Warriors may run away with it purely by injury luck. But we'll see. <laughs>
1: That is so brutal. I guess we didn't mention that, that he fractured the tip of his middle finger on his shooting hand in the last game. Um, That is crazy. Because this series is going back to Sacramento for a huge Game 5 that he may miss. And even if he's back for Game 6, then it's potentially Warriors up 3-2, having won three straight with a chance to close out at home. Not exactly friendly environment. Yeah. This is disastrous that he may miss this game they will absolutely bet my all my money bet my soul if he does not play the warriors will win this next game um he has been far and away the king's best player they cannot do without him
0: yeah i think that about wraps it up. Like, I don't really have anything else to say. De'Aaron Fox has been crazy. The young guys in the NBA right now are just playing out of their minds, to be honest. That's that's, that's the nice. one thing that I wanted to bring up is, like, the just, like, grit of these younger players has been really fun to watch, to be honest.
1: Grit is a good word, and I think aptly used. Um, one question for you before we go. Yeah. You are a GM. You have no other players, but you are presented with the option to either start your team with De'Aaron Fox or Devin Booker. Who are you taking? Ooh. And
0: I have no other players? Probably Devin Booker. Just purely because of his scoring capability? That's goddamn right. Shut the fuck up, dude. I don't don't need to be proving you right every single day. (laughs) You never cease, baby. You never cease. all right um any more notes before i sign us off i think we're good all right hey if you enjoyed this episode of sound up seattle please feel free to give us a follow on spotify we might start posting this at other places but spotify is the main one so feel free to, to give us a follow on there um you can find sound up seattle on instagram and tiktok i believe at sound up seattle all lowercase all one word uh, Tyler, me, can be found at tycart 50 everywhere. And John still has yet to, uh, if he made an Instagram account at one point and maybe we'll just have the, the listeners follow that. That might be the move, even though you'll never post on there again. I'm in the trees. <laughs> in the trees, like those Minnesotans, baby. <laughs> <laughs> just me and Anthony Edwards. In a <laughs> All right. Hey, go squids for Wednesday.
1: Hey. Go squids. And can I just say, this has been my favorite 56-minute, 45-minute episode we have ever recorded.
0: (laughs) We did have one last week that was like 54. That's true. That is true. Close, close, but this is definitely better.
1: Go squids. Huge win. (laughs) Game five, Colorado. Let's get it.
0: Just a little little seven-second pause just to (laughs) let me clip it up
1: puelo <laughs> <laughs> oh.